everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about, is your nervous system making you overweight? Now, a lot of times people recognize that being stressed uh, can cause increased cortisol levels and that can lead to weight gain, but there's a lot more to it than that. So we're gonna kind of break this down and give you a holistic overall solution you can use uh, to make your weight loss much, much easier. So right off the bat, we wanna understand that you really have two nervous systems, right? You have a parasympathetic nervous system uh, and a sympathetic nervous system. So your sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight or freeze nervous system. Uh, and your parasympathetic nervous system, sometimes referred to as your rest and digest uh, nervous system. So when you are stressed out and you know running for your life, your sympathetic nervous system is activated. And when you're relaxed and calm, that's your parasympathetic nervous system. Okay, so in nature, ironically, and I think sometimes we tend to think of in living in nature as being very stressful, but the reality is we weren't really in life or death situations all that often. And um, when we were hunter gatherers, we weren't really, starvation wasn't a very common thing because we ate off the ground and went where the food was. And so we actually, ironically, in, in a natural environment, lived in a much more relaxed state of being. And in the modern environment, there are all kinds of things that can trigger our sympathetic nervous system. So even though we're not necessarily fighting life or death situations, we can be in a chronic state of fight or flight, you know, based on I mean, watching the news, watching TV shows, getting a bill in the mail, having an argument, driving. I mean, literally, it's almost nonstop what can trigger our fight or flight response now. And so we want to recognize how being in that constant state of um, activated stress, how does that impact your weight, right? Because there's a, there's a whole bunch of things that, that go towards it, not just the cortisol. And so first off, it's important to understand that when you are in a fight or flight state, um, you, you, you got to remember what it was for, right? It's like all of a sudden you're getting chased by a lion. And so what happens is your vision narrows down, your focus narrows down, and you're meant in that state to become very impulsive, right? Just to not think about things, not consider things, but to just take action and go or fight or freeze, whatever it is, the blood goes from your brain out to your body to fight, fight or fight, flight or freeze. And your brain, again, the blood comes away from your prefrontal cortex because you're not considering a lot of things. You're not thinking about a lot of stuff. What you're doing is you're responding and reacting very quickly. Okay. So now we come into the modern world and that state of being is triggered a lot for us. And in that state, again, the same thing's happening. Uh, we can narrow our focus down and we can um, become very reactive and impulsive, okay? And so when you do this state, when you get this state and you combine it with an abundance of high calorie enticing foods, that is one of the things that leads us to overeat, okay? So it's not enough just to say, I'm gonna use willpower because we're missing what's going on under the surface. And when you start to recognize that, well, let's say a diet, for example, a diet creates for most people a state of stress. And they're saying, okay, I'm gonna start my diet and I'm not gonna eat the cake, I'm not gonna eat the ice cream. And what happens in that state of stress is you almost get fixated on that ice cream. And, and when I say fixated, it's like your whole brain, your vision, your hearing, your taste, um, your smells, everything gets heightened and activated and it gets focused in on the thing you're trying to avoid a lot of times. And you're in that impulsive state where all of a sudden you see the food and you want it. And it's very difficult in that state to stop yourself all of a sudden. 
you see? So what I'm trying to say here is that I wanna give you more context, I wanna give you more depth and understanding to that state that you may be in a lot, right? If you're stressed a lot, you're in this state where it's very difficult once you see the food to pull yourself back because it's not, you're not just teetering like between like not eating and eating it. You've already, by the time you see it a lot of times in a stressful state, you are already 70% of the way there towards eating it. You see what I mean? So what is the solution to this? The solution is to start developing a more relaxed way of being. So there's a great book I'm reading, it's called The Willpower Instinct. And one of the things she mentions in it that I thought was so interesting is one of the measurements of willpower that they can check physiologically is a thing called heart rate variability. The ability to, you know, again, when we get stressed, our, our heart rate goes up. Um, when we relax, when we exhale, our, our heart rate goes down. And so a person's ability to bring themselves down and bring their heart rate down is correlated directly with willpower. They can literally predict whether someone's gonna have the willpower to not eat a cookie in, in studies based on just measuring their heart rate. So the real solution to mastering your weight is not just to rely on this willpower, not to just get yourself into a state of stress and expect you're gonna be able to stop yourself. It's to start developing a foundational feeling within yourself of being more relaxed and calm, activating your parasympathetic nervous system more and more and more within your life so that you're pulling yourself back from those impulses. Uh, because when you activate your parasympathetic nervous system, the opposite stuff happens compared to the sympathetic nervous system. You relax, the blood goes up to your brain, and all of a sudden your prefrontal cortex starts working. Um, in that book, they, they reference it as the pause and plan state of being. And so when you're relaxed and calm, it allows your brain to operate properly. And this allows you to naturally, A, have reduced cravings, and B, to have more mental ability to influence your decisions and what you're going to do. So I like this because it's a holistic approach. It's not just this idea that you're just gonna rely on this, this willpower, right? Because willpower is misunderstood so much anyways, but this becomes a, a ground up approach to really becoming the person who you want to be. Um, because a lot of times we're kind of, we got, I always use this metaphor that it's almost like the way we're trying to lose weight is we got our foot on the gas pedal and we're also simultaneously trying to push on the brake, you see? And so as we start to change our lifestyle, we ease off the gas pedal and then we can just focus on the brake. And so this goes with your nervous system as well. As you start meditating, as you start practicing breathing, as you get better quality sleep, as you hydrate your body, as you nourish yourself, you start to activate a more parasympathetic nervous system reality for yourself. And in that reality, you automatically start to reduce cravings. You automatically enhance your willpower and ability to choose the right foods that are gonna bring you in the goal and direction you wanna go in. Because again, when we're in that fight or flight mode, we lose sight of the goals that we have. We lose sight of the bigger picture and we get into that very impulsive mode. And so in that impulsive mode, it's very difficult to just think you're gonna have magically pull on some willpower to stop yourself. You gotta ha it's gotta happen a lot earlier, right? Like metaphorically, it's like we're kind of waiting till the snowball's 20 feet high coming at us 100 miles an hour, and now, now it's overwhelming, as opposed to when it's the size of a softball and just slowly rolling towards it, that's a lot easier to stop. And so as you start to implement and institute some meditation, some relaxation um, into your life, and you start to intentionally activate your parasympathetic nervous system and relax and calm yourself down, you are simultaneously helping yourself to master your weight.
so that you can take control of your reading and um, again, do the behaviors that, that bring in the direction you want. So practice this and test it out, right? See, am I full of shit? <laughs> Is this real? I think you'll find that, that with this nervous system concept, this layer over your whole process, it gives you more context to what's going on and more ability to influence yourself. All right, so give it a shot. So um, yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Oh, hey, Jill, I see you there, right? Brioski, hey, I had a better lunch today, had my greens mix, hello. <laughs> great, great job, right? Yeah, it's important, you know, calming down and having better alternatives and strategies is, is the key. And it's strategies. You know, people rarely think strategically with weight loss because we've been conditioned to think tactically, right? Every diet is a tactic, it's saying, do this one thing basically and there's no real depth to it you know how do you get yourself to not eat carbs how do you get yourself you know what i mean to, to whatever your diet plan is to not eat for 14 hours or two days or whatever whatever you want to do how do you get yourself to do it and that's the deeper aspects of it that no one ever really talks about it's the mindset piece you know um sweet Quest says i think it's real what do you think's real um but so yeah, it, it, you know, when, when you start approaching your weight loss and, and again, weight mastery specifically, right? Because again, weight loss is typically a, programmed in our subconscious mind as a temporary thing. And weight mastery is, again, it's a different focus, right? It's a different goal. And so it tends to bring into your mind more strategic and sustainable methods, you know, to, to make it happen. Because as soon as you start thinking about weight mastery of, of getting to your goal weight and living you know, the rest of your life on your autopilot, a course embedded in that goal is that you're going to need long-term sustainable strategies, you know, and that's something that you probably have no idea about right now, right? Um, right now, you're just caught in that loop of, you know, not thinking about your weight, then all of a sudden you get upset about it, you start some plan, follow it for a little while, you know, fall off it, you know, and then the whole thing just keeps repeating. So it's really important to start figuring out your own strategies, you know, the, the things that are working for you. Um, sweet so question. I do less eating standing when I am not anxious. I agree. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, as I'm reading this, this book is so good. The Willpower Instinct. I, I just, I'm kind of quarter of the way in it, but it's it's really, really good. It's definitely in line with everything you know that that we teach in the program. You know, as well. It just kind of conceptualizes it a little bit differently. But I can tell you personally, you know, learning yoga, practicing meditation, practicing proper breathing, um, doing these things that has relaxed me and calmed me down has absolutely, absolutely given me, you know, I, I don't want to sound corny here, but it but it's almost feels like superpowers. You know, it really does. It feels like superpowers because I'm not, you know, it's just so important to remember that I'm not sitting here, and, and I used to have cravings. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not some person who never had unhealthy cravings. I absolutely did. And so I don't now though, you know? And so I want to put that idea in your mind because I think a lot of times with the weight loss, you just assume you're always going to be really hungry. You're always going to have these unhealthy cravings and you're always going to have to fight against them, you know? And again, what I say and program yourself then, it's really about having this preventative approach, you know, preventing the cravings, preventing the endless hunger. You know, how do you do that? Because if you think you're just going to be starving forever and just not eat, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? You'll never get control of your weight with that method. You need to find legitimate strategies that prevent the things that are causing you to overeat. And you're not, you're never thinking on that level because you're thinking on the symptom level almost. You know what I mean? Um, you're thinking about, oh, I'm really hungry. Oh, I have really bad cravings. Let me use my willpower to fight against it and not give in to them. You know what I mean? And that's your whole approach to losing weight. And um, that's not, you know, good luck. You know what I mean? You're not going to have a good chance succeeding that way because your brain's not built that way. 
You know, your, your willpower is, comes from your prefrontal cortex. Your prefrontal cortex is about 10% of your brain. The rest of your brain, you know, overtakes it. Your, your subconscious mind is not built for that, you know? Um, bro got crazy HD quality for 14 viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm live streaming on YouTube too, but I always use this method. But actually in the, the, uh, the TikTok is, is actually not this microphone, but the, uh, I record a, a podcast every day with it. Um, I'm starting to read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah, that's a great book. I like that book a lot. It's really good. Um, yeah, James Clear, he's, he's really good with the habit stuff. James Duhigg, Charles Duhigg is another one. Um, and I'm forgetting what, what his, I'm blanking on his name, his book name, but it's another habit book, but it's Duhigg, D-U-H-I-G-G -G as well. But yeah, so, um, so yeah, I don't know, you know, that, that's just the way I get on here all the time and talk about a different approach to weight loss, you know, because it's like we're trapped into thinking about weight loss in one specific way. And, uh, it's, it's a mindset game. You know what I mean? It's, it's always mindset when it comes to your weight. Um, now you remind me of Michael Keaton. All right. I haven't heard that one. All right. I like that. I love Michael Keaton. That, that was my guy growing up. I, he was one of my favorite guys. Mr. Mom, I must've watched 10 billion times. <laughs> so I'll take that as a, as a big compliment. I love him. And, um, what do you have that movie? Gung Ho. Remember that one? Like, yeah. Gung Ho. Okay. I love those movies. I was such a big fan. Yeah, Mr. Mom, right? Oh, God, I, I can't take enough of that movie for sure. So, uh, yeah, I'll take that. I know it's so funny. I mean, I do these lives all the time and, and just with the videos and stuff, and people will say, you know, different people I look like, and it's, it's the funniest thing to me because I don't, I never hear that stuff, you know? What was that? I look like Sean Connery. I'm like, Sean Connery. I get weird stuff, you know, but I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, definitely Michael Keaton. I love that guy. And he's still kicking me. He's, he's so awesome. I don't know. He's just a. That guy's staying in great shape. He looks great. Um, I'll take a pound of cheese, American cheddar, monsters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to rewatch that. I, mean, I haven't watched that, you know. It's funny. I'll tell you what. I got, I got kids, you know. My, my younger kids get older. He's, he's 11 now. I try and keep it. Because I find it funny. I look back. I'm like, like PG back in the day was a lot different than it is now. You know what I mean? Because they didn't have like PG-13. So PG was a real big catch-all. <laughs> there was a lot of movies, I think, that might be like rated R now or definitely PG-13 um that were pg then you know so mr mom i'll, have to, I'll check it out but that, i love that movie i'm gonna rewatch that with him let him take a trip down memory lane but uh yeah so yeah it's exciting i don't know it's uh it's a fun time i passed 100 100 000 subscribers that's exciting for tiktok um but yeah it's been it's been fun you know i've been on tiktok now for what let's see it's april about, about seven months, eight months. It's been pretty fun, you know, because I've been doing this for a long time. Professionally, I've been 20 years helping people, you know, master their weight um, using hypnosis and, and mental programming. And uh, it's it's been fun kind of putting this out there to the world, you know, no, so that, that has been kind of cool. Um, because I sleep with a comfy sweatshirt. My hubs asked me where my whoopee is. <laughs> my whoopee, right? That kid, I remember that. Uh Sheila says, when I try to imagine my healthy self, I feel anxious. Is that normal? Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is normal, ironically. Um, yep, see you later, broski. Have, have a great Easter. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so imagining your healthy self, you feel anxious. That happens a lot of times for people. You know, I had this conversation yesterday with a, with a client, and it, I'm going to do a video on this because I just did a video. It, it went pretty big, and when the number one comment that everyone was like, 
like liking was this idea that basically you think you think you're thinner and you think you're you know in better shape until you see a picture of yourself you know what i mean and that becomes like oh um, am i that big it becomes that that weird feeling and what that is is that's cognitive dissonance right and and it's experienced that's a literal experience of cognitive dissonance because a lot of times like when you've been struggling with the weight what happens is you have a thing called the psychological immune system and it kind of protects you and says ah, it's not that bad it's not that bad and you, and you live in there and you kind of like soften it up a bit you know and sometimes like when you all of a sudden start thinking of yourself the way you want to be um yeah i was just gonna say that, yeah so, so if you've never been healthy if you've never been thin if you haven't been thin in a long time like thinking about being that way is stressful and i think primarily it's stressful because you you don't know how to lose weight so 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 this person i was talking to yesterday right up until they got in my program they'd been relying on diets you know and so they would they've tried all the diets all that stuff right they're smart successful you know with their, their work and all that um, but the weight's always been a struggle tried all the diets and so if you've tried a bunch of diets and you haven't been successful if you've never been healthy if you've never been thin then you, you know you have this belief in your mind that i don't know how to do that and as soon as you're like well i don't know how to lose weight now your psychological immune system comes in and it basically softens up the weight you're at because there's no belief that you could actually lose it so the next best thing is to kind of like soften up the pain of it you know in a sense and so this idea when you go straight out imagining yourself the way you want to be one of the things it does do is it, it clarifies reality it lets you know i don't know so, so you can imagine being healthy you can imagine being thinner but if you have a belief that i don't know how to do that it does create this tension sometimes right where you're like i don't know how to do that and and so it reveals that and um that's part of the process you know that's part of the importance of doing that is to reveal my, my program really so much of it is is uncovering the subconscious stuff that's keeping you overweight you know you're you think like you I always hear that what's the, the main saying of someone that wants to lose weight with the diet mindset is i know what to do i just got to get myself to do it and i couldn't disagree with that more you, you have you don't know how to do it if you knew how to lose weight you would you'd lose weight you want to right so if you knew how to do it you would do it you don't know how to do it you have some general ideas just like i do i don't know how to play the piano but i know i can you know hit the keys in the right order at the right time and then yeah it makes music but knowing that and being able to play piano are, are two <laughs> can't see my hands but they're really far apart um they're real those are two completely different things and that's where you're at with your weight loss if you're not losing weight is that you have a general vague idea what you should do but you have no real understanding of how to do it and so that can reveal that when you go and say okay i'm going to be thin i'm going to be healthy it brings up that anxiety of oh shit, i don't really know how to do it which is a good thing though you know what i mean like it's a good thing because it, it if you just think that um if you just think that oh i know what i gotta do i just gotta do it if you keep telling yourself that bullshit, you're just gonna stay stuck forever you know what i mean you got to clarify what the problem actually is so that you can go to work on finding the solution you know and again you know every, at least everyone in my program it's always smart people you know what i mean it's overthinkers it's, it's people that are very intelligent successful usually in, the, in their careers um so they have all these skill sets but they don't apply them to the weight and so you know the first step for, for them to get on the path they want to go on is to recognize the deeper aspects of what they don't know you know and what they have to fix you know so awareness always precedes change in my opinion you know and if you're sitting here thinking oh i'm just going to start my diet on monday i are not i mean you'll start it you'll start it but you won't stick with it you know it's it's crazy to me i mean i live in a world where you know every everything's about recognizing that the subconscious aspects that are influencing you you know um
Yeah, I see Vicky. Vicky's in the program, right? Not just uncovering, but changing the subconscious programs as well. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, it's like what, what people, what you all don't understand is you don't even know your subconscious. You don't even know you have a subconscious mind. <laughs> like you're so in the dark with your weight that there's, it's, you know what I mean? Like you're like a blind person in a maze trying to figure it out. Like, like you have no chance almost. I'm not saying this to be an asshole. I'm saying it to clarify for you. I mean, you know, I, I get on these all the time. How long have you been trying to lose weight? 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Okay. Well, it's not because you're an idiot. You know, that's not why you, that's not why you're losing weight. It's not because you don't have willpower. It's not because you're a dummy. It's because you don't have, you don't have a plan. You don't have a real plan to, to figure out how to live as a thin person, you know, and you don't have the first step of it. Okay. So it's like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Don, she goes, I love listening to your wisdom while I eat my healthy lunch. Yeah, it's great. That's a smart move. Um, listening to me while I eat healthy stuff is really smart because you associate the two things together. Yeah. Um, Yep, Pam says, Pammy Don. So is your name Pam or Don? Or is it Pammy Don? That'd be the first time I heard that. I don't call it a diet, I call it a lifestyle change. Yeah, that's great. That's a good good idea. A diet is one of the worst things you can do because a diet, Pam, okay. Um, a diet subconsciously, a, a diet subconsciously is, is associated and encoded as a temporary thing. You know, people are going to diet until they lose the weight, you know. Um, TikTok life. Oh, yep. TikTok lifestyle. Yep. You're really helping me. I'm down seven pounds since March 2nd. You're such a godsend, I have to admit. I'm going to take a screenshot of that. Good job. Nice job. Nice job. Um, yeah. And that's just listening to the free stuff. <laughs> I'm getting nervous about Easter. I can already taste the candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Easter coming up with the candy and, and, and the food and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a good example, right? Because it's like the diet, the diet's all or nothing, you know? So, so like Easter comes and it's like, it's going to throw so many people off. You know what I mean? I always love when Easter comes because I'll get some people to start the program this week and then then most people will start the program after Easter because you can't start a program before Easter, right? Um, my program you could, but it's other ones you couldn't. Um, sweet, cast, uh, sweet Quest, what are the top five out-of-the-box tips to lose weight? Um, bum, bum, bum. Well, you know, okay. I'll, I'll give you the one big one. Because there's one big one that that overrides all the. Because I could give you, I can give you tips, but it's none of them matter without this one here. And I mean, it's you got to change your mindset. But what does that mean? You know what I mean? Um, do owe you know what that means? Um, out of the box tips to lose weight. So the first thing is I wouldn't be focused on losing weight. Okay, because weight loss typically. Ah, Jill said my best friend has a lost a lot of weight. She owned up to the weight loss injections. Yeah, those weight loss injections. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, they must be bad because it's like right underneath them. I see like giant bold prints saying, well, watch out for thyroid tumors. It's like, yikes. Usually that's like in the, the small fine print, but they got to put that one almost. It's like a sub headline. Ooh, but um, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. But out of the box tips. Yeah, the first thing to lose weight. It's it's like first off I say I always say this one. You don't want to lose weight, you want to master your weight. Weight loss like cuz I say how long do you want to lose the weight for? Oh, forever. Okay. Well, you're not acting like that. You're acting like a person who just wants to lose weight and then you think magically once you lose the weight you're going to just be able to keep it off. You're not. Um you haven't. No one does. <laughs> Pretty much. When I say no one, I'm talking about 95%. I mean, so it's virtually statistically no one. Um, so the first thing is mastering your weight. Get out of the time frame factor because you're making it conditional. 
You know what I mean? Like you go on your diet and it's like you keep checking the scale. And if you don't lose weight within a week or a couple of weeks, you can't stick with it because you just lose all your motivation. You're discouraged, you know? So that's the first thing. You've got to make this a long-term process. You need to wrap your weight loss in personal development, okay? So it's not just about losing weight, but about becoming a better version of yourself, all right? Um, oh, Laura asks, do you know Alan Carr's book, Also for Losing Weight? I love them. Yes, I'm a big Alan Carr fan. I, I think he's great. Um, one of my favorite things he talks about is the cravings, and he he frames it as the little monster, and I, and I just love that uh, because— but it's, it's, it can be powerful, you know, because I love that frame as a little monster. Because what, what's the challenge, right? That the craving comes. The craving is not the problem. It's saying no to it. And then that, those, that time after you say no to it, when you start feeling like you're going to be overtaken and fall apart, you know? And that, that, that moment, that feeling of feeling like, oh, I don't feel me. I keep thinking about it. And you feel weak. That's, that's the biggest thing, right? So, yeah, Alan Carr stuff is so great. Um, yep, TikTok. I guess I need to reframe my thinking about Easter. What can I bring to the event? Perhaps a game. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, it's, what did that user say? Oh, I didn't see what user, I feel like I'm missing some comments or something. I just see someone responded to love that, and I didn't see what they said. Um, yeah, so Easter, here's the thing. I mean, like the Easter thing, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a challenge, you know, but but here, don't don't lose sight of it. It's it's one day. See, like, it's never a big deal to me because I do, like, the 5-2, you know, eating plan. And so Easter falls on the second day. So, um, like, I'll, I'll eat a little bit more. I know the Easter candy and stuff, but I got my strategies for dealing with that. But it's one day, you know what I mean? So, again, what I suggest is you enjoy yourself. The, the idea is that you want to be at a weight that allows you to have the best quality of life. And part of the best quality of life, at least in my opinion, is to have Easter come. And I'll eat a bunch of, you know, I'll, I'll eat we already get the menu it's like uh you know baked french toast i don't know there'll be i can't i can't remember the stuff <laughs> i guess i don't know potatoes you know eggs and and whatever there'll be candy and you know it's all that shit and and i'll eat it and it'll be fine because it's sunday and, and that's part of that plan already anyways and then i'll wake up monday and i'll just go right back to what i'm doing you know so that's a nice way to uh to, to be i think you know um, Sheila says, I liked your video about changing your mindset. What would a healthy person do or eat? Remind me of Atomic Habits. Yeah, yeah. Um, so weight loss and self-development go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. I think so because, the, listen, the weight loss, it's not enough motivation, you know? And that's the, the diet mentality that you're going to, oh, the before and after picture. I just want to look better. I want to be in suit to the beach. That shit ain't enough motivation for you, most likely, you know? You're in your 45, 50 years old. You've been married for 20 years. It's like, it's just, it's not going to create the changes in your life you think it's going to. Don't want to bum you out. But, um, but it, it is, it's the greatest change you could ever make in your entire life. But not because you're going to look different. Because you're going to be this new person. All right. Established eight, 1987. New here. Oh, hello. Um, Don says, I feel once you make the switch from diet to eating for health, food fears disappear. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. There's so much stuff. I mean, most of you watching this are diet, have a diet mindset. You think like a dieter, you know? And um, it is that diet mindset that's keeping you overweight more than anything else. Anything else. More than your genetics, more than your menopause, more than your metabolic disorder, more than your diabetes, anything. Um, your mindset is the number one factor um, controlling your weight. And you have absolutely no idea of how to, how to influence it or change it. You know, that's what my program is. Program Yourself Thin is 100%. Not 100%, but it's primarily about shifting your mindset, you know, so that you can think like a thin person, not like a dieter. 
And you, you know, I, I find I, some videos I put up and I'll, I'll reference like thinking like a thin person. People say, well, I don't know how to think like a thin person. It's like, exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. You got to learn. So at least I appreciate them saying that, you know, because it's like you have to identify what the real problem is before you can fix it. And most people have no clue what the real problem is. You think it's a willpower problem. You know, it is not. It is not a willpower problem. It's a strategy problem. You're following a horseshit strategy of dieting. Of trying to cut your calories, I'm, I'm not gonna go the whole thing, but the, but it's a it's a horseshit strategy. Let me just leave you with that. And you've tried diets for 40 years and none of them work. And you keep thinking, what? There's one magic one around the corner that's gonna work. You know, <laughs> like it's so stupid. It, it's just stupid. And I'm not calling you stupid, um, because you're 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 literally brainwashed by the diet industry. You know what I mean? So. It's like, I don't blame you for it. You're kind of a victim of it in a sense. You know what I mean? But I say this stuff to try and snap you out of it, you know, snap you out of the diet trance you're in and you're in a diet trance. And the diet trance also includes the, the fucking injections and the, and the, the surgeries. Okay. It's all the same. It's all the same mindset. Um, just different flavors of it. You know, when I don't diet count calories, I only maintain my weight. When I don't diet. I only maintain my weight. Well, yeah, that's because you probably have no real strategy for reducing your calories that makes sense then, you know? But I get that. A lot of people do that. They start counting calories. First of all, counting calories, I mean, technically it works. There's no doubt about it. Um, but you got to get better at it. You're not just going to be good at counting calories because there's, there's a wide range of error counting calories, especially when you first start, you know? And you don't believe this. You don't believe it. It's just... I wish I could put my brain in everyone's head. <laughs> I had this new person started the program last week and um, she started it off. I'll tell you in a second. I want to see what Don said here. Like, I love jelly bellies. I will eat them with all smiles on Easter. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Don. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Sheila says strategy. How? What were you referencing? Strategies to strategy to improve personal development or, or weight loss and personal development. Um, as I just said, I just totally just got off my train of thought and it was something, it was just so profound too. It was going to change the world. <laughs> I need to find the best approach. All right. The best approach to, to mastering your weight. Well, first off, you hear me say the word mastering, not losing weight. Stop with the fucking weight loss. <laughs> Stop just focusing on losing weight. It's a short term. It's, it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> Remember that from Star Wars? It's a trap. The diets are a trap. I promise you. And I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. No, you don't. Cause how long am I keep it off for? How long am I going to keep the weight off for? That's going to be, I'll make a video called that, actually. I'm going to write it down on my, my notepad. But the question is, how long are you going to lose the weight for? <laughs> Put your brain in the friend's head. Uh, let's see. Let me just write this down. Yeah, how long do you want to keep the weight off for? <laughs> Diets are a trap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Diets are a trap. They're a mental trap. Um, why, right? So the, the first, there's concentric mental prisons of diet mindset. The first one, the outermost ring is that diet, it's a temporary thing. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And as soon as you're trapped into that, then it says, okay, well, let's just do it as fast as we can then, right? If it's a temporary thing, let's just get it done. Okay, that's the next one. I want to get it done as fast as I can. Well, the next step becomes, okay, if I want to do it as fast as I can, what's the most extreme plan that's going to be the fastest results? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it becomes this 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 tunnel of, you know, uh, now you're, you're screwed. You know what I mean? And that's where you're at. You're stuck in this mindset. So what did I say? The outer ring is, uh, this is a temporary thing. 
That's the biggest difference with, that I got myself on 30 years ago is I stopped with, I just want to lose weight. And I started thinking, I want to master my weight. I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. That's what I want to do. And so that instantly forced me to choose methods and strategies that I could maintain forever, eat ways of eating that I could eat forever. So someone asked about strategies. Well, the strategies are things you have to create. You know, in my program, there's weight mastery blueprints that you, you fill out, a mindset, a lifestyle, and an eating one. You know, because it's like, I can't, you can't, Jesus, it's like this idea that someone's going to give you a meal plan. You're just going to follow it. It's so stupid. Like, like you've never met this person. They don't know you. I always joke. It's like, oh, someone give, oh, this is how you're going to dress. This is the movies you're going to watch from now on. Like, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't accept that, but you're going to let someone tell you how to eat. You know, it's like, you again, you're, you're so weak and powerless in that diet mindset. Like you don't trust yourself. You don't believe yourself. You don't think you can ever figure it out. You don't think you can do it. You don't know how to eat. It's all bullshit. You know, you do know how to eat. You know enough how to eat to lose weight. You don't know how to get yourself to do it, though. You know, and so what you have to do is take a little bit of time. You got to approach your weight loss like it's college. You know what I mean? It's it's not easy. I'll be the first to tell you. Um, my approach is easier because it works, but it takes effort. It takes work. And but then you end up with your own customized weight mastery blueprints that are built around you. Oh, can you imagine? Well, guess what? As soon as you have plans built around you, they last a lot longer. It's a lot easier to stick with them. And if you don't like them, you tweak them to make them work. I'm always tweaking and optimizing mine. But I get up. I know I'm going to eat. I just, I'm on autopilot because you're built to be on autopilot. Your brain, you are, you, you know, it's like this idea like, oh, be a mindful eater. No, you're not. You're not going to be a mindful eater. Do you even know anything about your brain? Because anyone that says they're going to be a mindful eater tells, that that's instantly, you have no idea what you're talking about. Because do you meditate? Because I meditate for 30 years and I can't fucking, I can't eat a sandwich mindfully. <laughs> you know what I mean, like you live in a world of distractions. Zen monks have to live in like complete nothingness because it's so hard to stay mindful and they dedicate their whole life to it. So you live in America, just go, oh, you're just going to be all of a sudden mindful eater tomorrow. Okay. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> Give me a call next week and let me know how the mindfulness is going. So it's like, um, I know there's just so many wrong ideas, you know what I mean? About how people think they're going to lose weight that, um, I don't know. So you, so you can't be mindful of it primarily. You, you can use mindfulness as a tool. That's the thing, you know, you've been, you're fed a steady diet of tactics. Don't eat carbs. Don't eat for 12 hours. Count your points. Eat Mediterranean food. Don't eat fat. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a steady parade of tactic. You know what I mean? You never get a holistic strategy for how do I live as a thin person? You know what I mean? You never get that. So... I want to be healthy, not do temporary lost in there. Feel bad when I get it back. Yeah. Hey, that great job. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a smart idea. I wouldn't want to gain it back either, you know, and yet people do it all the time. So I suggest, you know, use this as an opportunity to reflect on the fact that the diets don't work because they're not built for you. You never make them your own. It's just a tactic. It never shows you how to deal with your mindset, never shows you how to shift your lifestyle, never gives you genuine eating strategies that you can use. Um, doesn't try to get back on track, is built for the short term. So it's like, you know, my program, it deals with all that stuff. I get the best, I always say I got the, the weight, the number one weight mastery program in the world. But I, I, I joke with that because I'm the only one with a weight mastery program. But my program is so comprehensive. And it's like, I, I say it to you because when you realize like how superficial and inadequate a diet is for you, you know, I, I tell you that because. I want you to realize it's not your fault. Like, like the fact you haven't lost weight isn't because there's something wrong with you. It's because you keep following the, the diet strategies and they don't work, but you keep doing it, you know? Chelsea, I love these tips. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
Jill says, I binged every day since day one in this program. I've stopped now five pounds in a few days. Feels great. Yeah, great job, Jill. <laughs> Jill's in the program. And it's like, again, what I say, like, like, so for example, right, if you're watching this, there's no way you're starting a diet between now and Easter if you celebrate Easter, right? No way. How would you? You don't want to start a diet until Monday because you have to get yourself all fired up to do it, right? My program is probably the only weight loss program you'd start on a Friday before Easter. Why? Because you start it and tomorrow, you know how you do the program? You open up your little phone and there's a little message for me and you click it and because I deliver the program through the app and um, you open it up and you listen to a five-minute hypnosis session in the morning. And so you relax, you calm down, you get positive suggestions put in your head and then you go about your day and you just naturally start feeling more relaxed and calm. You start making healthier decisions. Um, and then at night you go and you listen to your, you know, 10-minute hypnosis session, you listen to that. And you go to sleep and you're relaxed and calm. You sleep great and you have all these positive weight loss mantras put into your mind. Then you start thinking different. You start acting different. You start feeling different. You start filling out your blueprints. You use your program yourself in technique to program your own mind. It takes about a minute. And it's like, it's not built around willpower. It's not built around deprivation. It's not built around fighting against yourself. It's built around becoming the person you want to be. You know, it's a personal development program that makes you lose weight, you know? And so it's a, it's a fun approach because you get to be the person you want to be using all these skills. And when have you felt like a better person when you've gone on a diet? I talk to people that even lose weight and they still are stressed out and feel like shit, you know? So the weight doesn't guarantee you're going to get great results uh, or, or feel great, I mean, you know? Um, Cello says, do you know how to control your emotions prior to the effort moment right before binging? Yeah, of course I do, you know? Um, that's the main part of the program. So the program yourself thin technique is really two techniques. It's the redo and rehearsal technique. But the redo technique is exactly for that moment. That um, because think about this, right? Like like you you're so cello. So you're you're aware enough, right? So you bring a lot more awareness to this than a lot of people do. But you bring the awareness that okay, I get to this moment, I say f it. I, I get emotional, I say f it. Yeah, great. And so you're aware of that, but you never work on fixing it, which is why you have no solution or strategy to deal with that right and that's literally what the redo techniques for because that's exactly the type of thing that needs to be resolved for you to live at your goal weight not to lose weight but to live the rest of your life at your goal weight you need to be able to have some strategy for when you get emotional and you get to that effort moment you go down a different path you know um so yeah god loves you repent your sins he will forgive you nice sweet um, Elaine says, makes so much sense. Yeah, it does make sense. <laughs> my program, I don't know, like people are in it and they're like, Jesus, Jim, this is the most practical. The pri And that's, I, I pride myself on that. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss. I've been doing this for 20 years. And I really fill a void in the weight loss industry. Like, I, I don't, I'm not trying to sound conceited here, but like, where would you, where would you go? Who would you learn from to learn the mindset game of weight mastery, right? How to get yourself motivated how to create a lifestyle that supports your goal weight, how to have eating strategies that fit you like a glove that allow you to eat the way that gets you to your goal weight. Like who's teaching you that? No one, you know? And it's like, you know, who, who where would you start a weight, weight loss program where you get coaching three times a week? You know what I mean? With someone like, a, I don't know. <laughs> it makes me crazy. I don't know. It's just, it's so nuts. I, I was just doing this call yesterday and it's like, Again, it's like all the people in my program are so smart. I, I've 20 years, I always get smart people um, that are overthinkers, you know, and, and they just got the wrong mindset, the wrong programming. And so it's like, 
they're smart, but they're just missing. It's like you're you're blind, you know, to what's stopping you. And so it just really came clear too, because there's just one woman specifically. She started last week, and it's like she starts the program. She goes, "I'm doing everything right, and I don't know why I'm not losing weight." That's how that was like the first thing she said to me on the coaching call. By the end of the coaching call, she goes, "Uh, actually, actually, turns out nighttime snack might be a problem a little bit." You know, and we got on the call yesterday and she's like, you know what? It's eight to 10. That's the problem. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it's like, what I'm trying to tell you is you're, you're literally blind to what's in front of you and what's causing the problem. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. If you close one eye and look at your nose, you see it, right? Close the other eye, and look at your nose, you see it. Open both eyes, your brain deletes your nose, you know? So your brain is constantly deleting really important stuff that's right in front of you, you know? So you got all these, these challenges, but you also have all these solutions that are right in front of you. Just, you're not seeing them. You know, you're literally, and, and this is normal. You know, our brain, we can't pay attention to everything. So we delete certain things, but, um, you know, so, so I don't know, like, like how are you just going to change? How are you just going to change? Think about what you're thinking with a diet. Like this idea that you're just going to start on a Monday and just all of a sudden be a different person. You know what I mean? Like, is really, is that what you think? Like just magically some magic Monday is going to happen and what, what's going to change in you that you all of a sudden you're just going to be able to do it, you know? Mira says, hello, it's different from hypnosis to quit smoking. I did one session and still smoke free. Thanks. Wow, that's great. That's great. Um, no, to be honest, I, I, I've done smoking work and phobia work. Some things hypnosis is really good for, like knocking out one session. I have not found that to be the case with weight. Um, weight is, I, and I tried it. Listen, when I first started, I just did what every other hypnotist did. You know, I, I read the script and whatever. It works sometimes. didn't work most of the time. And, but it, I got obsessed with it. Like, like I've been obsessed with it, to be honest, but I was really obsessed with why does it work? Why does it not work? And that's just led me down this path. You know what I mean? And cause it, it's, listen, changing your weight is, means changing your eating and your lifestyle and how you think it, it's a, it's a, it's a self-improvement program from, from the ground up, from the inside out, you know, and eating is such a, a core part of your reality to think that you're just going to make a decision and change it is so silly. Like you're just not. You're not, your brain's not built for that, you know? And so there's a lot of different factors on it. So that's why I'm like, my weight mastery blueprints, it's mindset, lifestyle, and eating. But the mindset section alone is split into six sections. It's motivation, your self-image, your habits, emotions, how to handle them, um, how to think like a thin person, and how to maintain. You know what I mean? So we break it down to those things. So it, it breaks down the what I've found to be the key areas that really lead you to feel in control of your weight. You know, and you don't feel that now. You just feel, you feel totally out of control. It's like your, your motivation, your ability to do anything is just seems like it's based on where the moons and the planets align. You, you have no control over it, you know, but you can, you know, because it's your subconscious mind doing it. Um, Don says, no longer have moments since finding you. Great job. Um, bum, bum. Jill, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say how much this program helps. I, I find the words amazing. Yeah, Jill, she's been, I, know, I think, a week, two weeks now as well. It's It just changes everything. I, I don't know. You know, it's like, even just like, I, I was talking earlier in the, in the call about your nervous system. And so, like, when you think about weight loss, you go into a state of stress and anxiety and tension because you think about it and you're worried about it or you're upset about it. And you think about all the times you tried it and you failed at it. And you're just like, every time you think about weight loss now, you go into this state of anxiety to some degree. And so, weight loss now just means anxiety and stress and tension to you. 
you see? And that's one of the first problems. So my program, like I said, imagine starting a weight loss program and what, well, what do you got to do? What do we got to do? I got to go to the gym an hour. What, what do I got to make 30 new meals this month? I got to completely change my eating. What do I got to do in this plan? Well, you got to sit and start your day within the first 30 minutes of your day, listen to a five-minute hypnosis session. Oh, okay. Then what? And then at night, you got to listen to a 10-minute session. Well, do I have to, wait, do I have to stop eating carbs though? If you want to, but you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, cause it's, it's, there's no rush. See, every time you're doing the diet, you're overcorrecting. You know what I mean? Like you get so upset. Okay. I'm going to start my diet. I'm going to cut 50, 60% of my calories out. That's a, it's a huge cut. <laughs> Think about what you're doing. You know what I mean? You're already depleted. You're already feeling like shit. That's why you're starting the diet in the first place. You're tired. You feel like shit. You don't feel good about yourself. You're emotionally drained. And then you say, okay, now I'm going to cut 50% of my calories out and eat perfect. You know, when I put it that way, doesn't it sound silly? <laughs> hey, Susan, there she is. Hello, I put my scale away so I don't just focus on a number. Great job, Susan. Um, thank you. I do believe in this strategy because I'm doing a healing journey similarly. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to, again, you know, I, was, I forget who was saying that the James Clear stuff, he talked about habit stacking, right? And so I think it's great to make lots of changes all at once um, when they are inside oriented. I don't think the diet, the diet's like making too many changes all at once. You know, I don't believe in that because that's just an external focus. You can change all your behavior without changing anything in here, you know? And so I think if you're working on changing your mindset, how you feel, um, that's a great thing to add into this whole process. It gives it more meaning and um, it supports you in what you're doing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's like, what, what are you all? I mean, when you, when you think about losing weight, hey, Victoria, uh, when you think about losing weight, what are your big challenges? You know, let, let me help you clarify those because right now it's like I, you feel so overwhelmed by weight loss in general that like you can't even specify the problem, you know? So you're just blind to a lot of the, the there's only like, three or four habits probably that are keeping you overweight, you know? And, um, you, but you're making it feel like it's, it's so big because every diet you do, it's like, you just, I don't know, like imagine this. Cause you don't, you just, you've normalized and habituated to it. But it's like, every time you start a diet, it's like this, you're starting at perfection, right? That's what, what brings you into that all or nothing mindset, that dieting all or nothing mindset that you get in. And um, you're gonna start the diet. Okay, now I'm gonna do this, and you're gonna do all of it. I'm gonna track everything I eat. I'm gonna track every calorie. I'm gonna, you know, make all brand new food, all, all brand new meal plans this month. You know, whatever, whatever it is. No more carbs. You know, it's some ridiculous overcorrection, and um, that's what your strategy is to lose weight. You know, and uh, yeah, Jill, right? Yeah, it's three or four habits. You know. And uh, especially the eating habits, you know, there's the habits you got to stop and then there's the habits you have to add, you know, but uh, ultimately really what's dictating your weight is you have three or two or three eating habits that are keeping you overweight. That, that's pretty much it, you know, now you don't look at it that way because what do you got to do? You're going to start a diet Well, habits, schmabits. I'm going to fix everything all at once. You know, <laughs> you're welcome, Susan. Um yeah, you know, and that's another thing too. I swear, my program, I, again, because I've I've done I've offered my program a lot, and I, and I have a program that, that that I don't work with people, but me working with people is really important, you know, to be honest, because um, you just miss certain stuff on your own, you know, and so it's so helpful to have someone there to point the things out, because again, 
I know I keep saying it, but it's like you you just you don't realize until you see it. But it's like when you even on the group calls, you know, you get to see very smart, successful women and men, you know, mostly women um, that are just missing the big stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's right in front of them. They're just missing it. You know, I, I can't state this enough. And so having someone to work with outside of yourself, I always think of it like, like I always think of my program, it's like weight loss college, but it's compressed into eight weeks, you know? And um, if you think about college, like if you went to college, you think about, there's a couple things that make college valuable and, and, and work. And one of them is that A, it's a big commitment. Right. So it's like when you go to college, it's a lot of effort, costs a lot, you do financial aid stuff, you had to do all that stuff. It's a lot of work to get in there. And then you make the commitment and you're making a commitment knowing that it's going to be challenging. You know, it's going to be hard, you know, um, but you do it because, you know, it's going to lead you to somewhere better. And so you're making commitments along the way to keep you on track. And you're also investing in a support system and a plan. You're trusting the college to kind of help guide you through this process. So you end up at the other end with a degree, with a specialization, with an understanding. And you know it's a hard process. And so you know that you're gonna need structures and support in order to accomplish it, right? And now we compare that paradigm to like Coursera, right? Coursera is a website where you can go and take all the college courses you want. <laughs> you could take literally Harvard level, Harvard courses, literally Harvard courses. And it doesn't cost you anything, right? It's free. But it's like, if you go and do that, you know, if you're anything like me, you'll go and do it until it's boring or hard. And then you bounce, you know what I mean? And if you look at your weight loss approaches over the last 10 years, let's say, aren't they much more like the Coursera ones, right? We're just like, okay, you know, I'm sick of being overweight. I'm just going to do it, right? And then you, you just don't tell anyone, right? Cause you don't want anyone to think you're a failure and you have no support system, right? And there's no real commitment. And you start on Monday and it's like, if you get to the end of Monday, it's almost a miracle, right? 39% of people can't make it past a week on a diet. 75% can't make it past a month, you know? Is that those numbers ring true for you, you know? So if you really care about losing weight, it might behoove you <laughs> to find a better way to make it happen, you know? Find some way to make a real commitment. Find a place where you get genuine support and structure along the journey. So it's not just you trying to do it yourself again, you know? Um, you know? But again, this, I try to point out the main things that will get you different results, you know, the things that um, the main things that make a difference, the main distinctions. And uh, because you can't see them, you know, at this point, you know, you're so in your head thinking like you got to start another diet and you're just going to start some um, some plan on some random Monday. Yeah, so for a lot of people, it's going to be this Monday coming up. Right. I'm not going to think about food. I'm going to enjoy my Easter and I'm going to do whatever. And then you'll, you'll eat a bunch on Friday and Saturday, Sunday, preparing yourself to just get back on track on Monday. Right. And it's like, well, what happened the last 20 times you've done that? Have you lost the weight? Have you gotten any further with the weight? You know, which is another point, too, just to really reinforce that the uh, the diets are just a tactic you use, because if you think about all the diets you've done in your life, ask yourself honestly the question, do you know anything more about how to lose weight now than you did before you started your first diet? You know, like, honestly. I get people all the time, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds. Said, all right, but do you even know how to lose five pounds? Yeah, see you later, Don. Um, hey, do you know how to lose five pounds? Like, like, what's your strategy? You know, you're always thinking these big numbers that sound great, and then you get in the nuts and bolts of actually trying to do it, and you got nothing, no strategy, you know? So if you're serious, though, go, um, yeah, you can measure your seriousness or your level of commitment. 
you know, and you can go, go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session. I give you a free hypnosis session. As soon as you opt in, it takes a few minutes to send it to you, but you'll be brought to a training, three steps to master your weight, watch that in about a half hour or so. Um, if you're really serious, you know, you go, you know, check out my program and you'll get started with that. But um, at the very least, put yourself on another path. You know what I mean? Oh, wake up, wake up. <laughs> if you're serious about losing weight, stop with the diets and the same approaches you've been using. If you're serious, you know, and you might not be. Um, I'm a big believer that that most people don't want to lose weight. They wish they'd lose weight, you know? You wish you'd wake up tomorrow or Monday and just start eating better and losing weight. But your actual want, your actual like, how much effort and energy you'll put into making it happen is usually pretty low, you know? And it's really, it's a game of, um, you just think about it all the time. Oh, I wish I lose weight, I wish I, but you know, that, that thinking never turns into any commitment, any action. Um, and then when it does turn into action, it's just a goofy action. You know what I mean? It's just overcorrection that you do for a couple days and then you stop, you know? So what do they say, right? It, it, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result, right? Um, so it's the same thing here. I would say that's a pretty accurate saying, you know, in a lot of ways. So, uh, yeah, but I don't know. Do you want to lose weight? You know, I always have this conversation with people. Uh, I don't want to bum people out on, on a live, you know, you're just enjoying yourself on TikTok. I don't want to bum you out, but... You know, do you believe that the way you eat and live over the next 20, 30 years is going to impact your longevity, your lifespan? Do you think it's going to have an impact on your quality of life? I don't know. I mean, I do, but but I don't know if you do. You know, a lot of people don't. They kind of protect themselves from that. Because if you don't believe you can lose weight, you just kind of deny that stuff. You know, that's like that was one of the conversations I had last night was the give me some hearts if this ever happened to you. Like you, you think you're, oh, I'm not doing too bad. I'm, I'm pretty good. And then you see the picture of yourself and you're like, oh shit, am I really that big? That ever happened to you? <laughs> right? That's your psychological immune system protecting you, you know, but the picture, listen, you know, we, we, there's a flip side of that with the pictures, right? Is that, you know, usually with pictures you see, the majority of pictures you see in your life are pictures of models. <laughs> For real, right? You know that, right? Most of the pictures you see in your life are advertisements. You know, so as soon as you see a picture of yourself, you know, we usually don't compare to people that are genetic anomalies, that their whole life is about how they look, and then they're photoshopped on top of it, right? So we always look bad in comparison to that, okay? However, um, there is an aspect of looking at the pictures and saying, yeah, I am that big, but what happens is I live within my cushy psychological immune system, which is telling me, oh, it's not that bad. You're not that bad. It's okay. And so when you look at that picture and you have that feeling and, and you feel that panic and that, that tension in you, don't run away from it because it, that pain can be utilized because it's sending you a message. It's saying, because, you know, I, I, I get to talk to people in their 60s, 70s, and not so much 80s, but they're still struggling with the weight. And certainly in the 70s, it's just like, because you don't just learn this on your, you know this, right? You don't just like figure it out at some age. Um, it's, you have to figure it out on your own. It doesn't matter the age. You never gain any age wisdom about how to manage your weight typically. So, um, but they look back and they say, Jesus Christ, I wish I took better care of myself, you know? Because what we're talking about here is life and death. You know, that's my paradigm. My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. So weight has always primarily been life and death to me, you know? And it's a distant, 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 you know, place down the rankings of how I look. It's still important. I like, I like looking a certain way. It's fine. But it's way, way more about longevity first and then all the personal development benefits I get out of mastering my weight, um, out of living as a person I am. Again, it's a personal development journey I'm on, you know? Um, 
<laughs> yeah, Jill said straight is the other way around for me. I think, wow, I'm actually slim in photos. Yeah, great. That, that's a different one usually, you know. Usually people, they're kind of in their head, you know, think a little differently. But um, don't run away from that pain, you know. Again, that's in, in the program, the very first thing, part of the motivation piece is it literally starts with pain, you know, using pain. So I'll give you an example. I'll tell you this right out of the program. A lot of times with the weight, because it comes on a pound at a time, like, you know, you know, the weight's painful. I, I'm not discounting that. I know, you know, the pain, the weight that you're carrying is painful. You think about it all the time, but you're experiencing the pain, almost like it's a heavy backpack full of bricks. And so you feel the heaviness of the pain, but it's like a chronic pain, you know, it's kind of dull and it's, it's, oh, you know, but you've gotten used to it too. What you need to do is you need to sharpen that pain up from a chronic dull pain into an acute sharp pain, like the point of a knife. Because you get poked with the point of a knife, you respond, you take action and, and respond to it. And so using pain is really important um, when it comes to mastering your weight. You know, you can't run away from it. And of course you do run away from it because you don't feel like, that was, that was the big conversation yesterday that I had with, with a client, is that if you don't feel like you can change your weight, you know what I mean? If you if you have this belief, I can't lose weight no matter what I do, then of course you're going to spend a lot of energy defending yourself from the pain of the weight, right? Because that's the second best thing. But once you realize there is a path you can follow to truly, genuinely master your weight, to live at your goal weight, look the way you want to look, feel the way you want to feel, be the person you want to be now and forever. As soon as you realize that, now you open yourself up to be able to actually use the pain to move you in the direction you want to go in. All right. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an important part of the process, but you should, you should reflect on that pain because the pain, I always say like, it's better to imagine the pain in imagination than in experience it in real life, you know? And so a lot of people with their weight, you know, they get the type two diabetes diagnosis. They get, you know, the cardiovascular diagnosis, um, you know, it's real stuff we're talking about, you know, and we live in a culture that minimizes all that, you know, understand that we live in a culture that minimizes the effects of the food, the weight, the, the not being healthy, because there's a lot of money being made off of you being overweight, unhealthy and unhappy. A lot of the economy is built around that, you know, just like cigarettes, right? Cigarettes for a while where no one ever thought of them as being unhealthy. Cigarettes. Right. So they're doing the same thing with the food, these foods that are killing us. You know, we, we minimize how much damage we think they're doing to us. And, um, you know, so you you have to wake yourself up from that trance. You know, the, the culture is not going to do it. There's too much money being made off the backs of your your pain and discomfort, you know. And so you've got to do this yourself. You got to wake yourself up from it. It's like, again, think back like to the, imagine it's the 70s and it's cigarettes before all the studies come out that it's linked to lung cancer, before all the public service announcements, you know, educating you, you know, that cigarettes will kill you. They're really bad. You know, it's the same thing. You had to educate yourself. You know, luckily you can do that now, you know, but th this, this food and the weight in the lifestyle is life or death. I don't know. Again, I'm not trying to bum you out, but, but is it, is it not? I don't know. I guess people can think what they want, you know? So a lot of people don't think that they think, Oh, it's just genetics. I'm gonna go when I go. Who gives a shit if I live longer? It's just, those are the worst years. Who cares? And it's like, okay. Whatever you say. What do I do if I stopped losing weight? If I eat less, I think it would be unhealthy. Um, well, how much more weight do you want to lose? You know, what's the goal? Which brings up a whole other concept. You know, what is your goal weight and how did you choose that? 
You know, again, that, that's something that's really, really important because right now you're, you're, you're kind of in an incongruent spot, you know, 10 pounds. I want to be 120. Okay. Well, so why do you want to be 120 pounds as opposed to 130 pounds? Um, if you think eating less, you would be unhealthy. Like what's the goal at 120? What happens that doesn't happen at 130 where you can eat enough and feel healthy, right? Again, this is that, notice what I'm saying, right? Again, and by the way, if, if you want to get a better sense of what I'm doing here, you should go to my YouTube channel, um, which is Jim Katsoulis, K-A-T-S-O-U-L-I-S. Uh, and uh, up on that channel, I put a coaching, there's two coaching sessions right now. I got to put this third one up. Um, but there's coaching sessions I did with, with real people, and uh, they let me videotape them, which I really appreciate. And so you'll see me go through this process with them, this subconscious-oriented process. And um, what so much of it is is getting congruent because a lot of times, like I say, and I don't get all triggered here, but, but you weigh what you want to weigh subconsciously. Um, even if you're overweight and you hate it every day, I promise you you're subconsciously there because you think, well, I'm safe from men's attention. Um, well, at least my skin's not loose and I actually look better being overweight. I'm not sick. I, there's all these subconscious reasons you can want to be overweight. And so you weigh what you want. I've never seen that not be the case. Okay. You don't realize the want though. It's subconscious. You're not aware of it. But if you start reflecting on the subconscious reasons you may want to be overweight, it's very interesting, you know, because the first step is you get to take your power back, you know, and you realize you, you're in control of your weight. I always say like, you know, they talk about the weight set point. But people talk about that as if it's genetic, you know, and um, it's not. The primary thing controlling, I just got a video about this coming up. Um, the primary thing controlling your weight set point is your self-image, how you think about yourself, you know. Understand, your brain is a status quo machine. Your subconscious mind especially. Your subconscious mind is a stat. It wants to keep everything the same because your brain's a prediction machine, right? It, it's there to pr predict what's coming in the future. So you can stay safe and stay alive. The easiest way to be able to predict something is to keep everything the same. So this idea that you're going to lose the weight, and become a thin person all of a sudden, if you've been overweight for 20 years, like, have you thought about what it'll be like to live as a thin person? Like with the people you know in your life, you know, like, how are you going to do that? Because all of a sudden you're not complaining about your weight. You're in control of it. You know, you got your friends, you're not complaining about, oh, you know, because how much do you think and talk about your weight? Probably a lot. And so all of a sudden, you know, you're not going to be talking about that stuff. There's going to be a vacuum. You know, you don't like being overweight, but you're familiar with it. You're comfortable with being overweight because you're familiar with it. And so all of a sudden, this thin person, it's like a whole different thing. I don't know if this makes sense to you because I'm telling you, this comes up every single time. Yeah, that's interesting. I used to weigh around 160, so that's probably why. Yeah, but you should reflect. I, I get this all the time. See, people, they pick this arbitrary goal weight. This happens all the time. This is the this is the rule. This is almost every single person I've ever worked with is that they pick just some number. So why are you picking that number? Because uh, I weighed that when I was 18. That's what I weighed when I got married, you know? And it's okay. The, the worst one, that just to, to prove a point. I, I mean, I had someone a couple weeks ago, they took the record. I said, I said, they told me the goal weight is. And I said, when's the last time you weighed that, just by the way? And they go, when I was uh, in seventh grade. Seventh grade. I said, well, how old were you? They're like, I was 12 years old. So you want to weigh? This is a 40-year-old a woman. I said, you want to weigh what you weigh when you were 12 years old? Why? 
right? And this is a smart woman, a smart, successful woman. I said, why? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Never gave me any thought. So this is what happens. A doctor said I should weigh that. A BMI chart said I should weigh that. I weighed that when I was 18. There's no meaning. That's what you understand. There's no meaning when you just arbitrarily pick a number. There's no meaning behind it. And there's no meaning behind it. There's no motivation. Motivation comes from meaning. And most people's goal weight means nothing. Most people struggling with their weight have been saying the same fucking number for 30 years. I just want to weigh 120. I want to weigh 120. I want to weigh 120. Why? Why? What do you think happens at 120? You think you walk around, people go, oh my God, you look, you look at you. You're a movie star. Put her on the cover of a magazine. Oh my God. Look, oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? Like no one, no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit if you're 120, you know? And the people that do care, again, if you want to be 120 and there's meaning behind it, then you, you do that. Get clear on it. I want to be 120 because blah, 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 you know? But here's the thing, right? Let me give you this spiel is that you've, you can't put your weight in a vacuum and, and you're seeing this. This is literally what your first question was, was, was talking about, but you can't put your weight in a vacuum as if it just exists on its own because you have to live a certain lifestyle to achieve whatever weight you want to live at. And most people pick a weight. They don't want to live that lifestyle. There's the incongruency I was talking about, right? I want to weigh this weight, but I don't want to, you know, oh, I got to eat carrots and drink water all day to live at this weight. I want to be this weight. I want to be this weight. Well, what do you got to do to achieve it? Let's not talk about that. Yeah, that's what people don't want to talk about. Well, then what are you doing then? Why do you keep saying, it's like me saying, oh, I want to be a, a multimillionaire. Okay, well, you got to work all the time and you're not going to have as much time with your family. I just want to be a multimillionaire. Well, do you want to work a lot? No, but I want to be multimillionaire. It's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Get congruent. What do you want to, how do you want to live? How do you want to eat? So there you go. If I eat less, I feel like I'm going to be unhealthy. Okay, so why do you want to be at a weight where you feel unhealthy? Well, we know the answer to that, I think, right? Because then I'll look better. To who? To people that like unhealthy people? Do you know what I'm saying? Like you want to attract someone who wants someone who looks unhealthy or is unhealthy? Do you know what I mean? Like we, we've got to get a congruent thing. My goal weight is a weight that I decided because I looked at the lifestyle I'm li living and the way I'm eating and I picked the goal weight I want to be at, okay? And never going to believe this, I got to a point in my life where you know, about 10 years ago, life just got bonkers. I, I, I had a new kid, you know, it wasn't sleeping great. Um, we moved, we redid the whole house, it was working my business. There's just a lot of stress going on. And it was hard for me to keep my goal weight that I had maintained for 20 years up until then, you know? So guess what I did? You're never going to believe it. You're never going to believe what I did. I increased my goal weight by about 10 pounds. I can manage this one. The other one just right now, it's just, I don't want to do it. I don't have the energy for it, the motivation. I don't give a shit. So I left it up 10 pounds, you know, and then things kind of mellow out. And so I bring it back down. You know, I like being there when everything's running smooth, you know? But so why do you want to be 120 pounds? You know, that, that's the secret, you know? And um, you may say, well, if I don't, if I don't want to be 120 pounds, I'll go right back to 160. That's not true, you know, necessarily. But again, and, and maybe maybe you do want to get to 120. Maybe you say, oh, when I'm 120, whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the difference between 120 and 130. Again, but you can't just look at the number on a scale. You know, that's the problem. Um, you've got to look at how you're living. Debbie says, I want to be 100 pounds. Great, you know? And it can be any number they want. And I always ask, quite, why? Why do you want to be 100 pounds? You know, what happens at 100 pounds? You know? How much weight do you need to lose to get to 100 pounds, Debbie? Again, everything's relative. You know, like, I will say this, this is the value of having coaching too, is that every solution really is so specific. You know, everyone's situation is so unique that um, having, um, 
you know, having someone help you along this process is so crucial because a lot of the things that you're doing intuitively, um, you're just struggling to, to kind of see them. If that makes sense. Um, Debbie says 18 pounds to go. Okay, great. Yeah. So you're, um, you know, you're, you're within a range of it, you know, um, what my credentials are. Yeah. My credentials are, I'm certified hypnotist. Ah, there goes Debbie. Yeah. I don't know what happens when I get there. I'm going to speak to that in a second. Yeah, my credentials, I'm certified hypnotherapist, um, NLP trainer, that's neurolinguistic programming, uh, yoga instructor, strategic coach, done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, created the program yourself, 10 system, lots of other programs too. Um, like I said, I, I really, I feel like I've had to blaze my own trail, you know what I mean? Because I think when it comes to weight loss, what are you getting? You're getting everyone telling you what to do. Here's the plan, do it. And you never get anyone showing you how to get yourself to do it you know, which is the main problem. And so I like to think that I fill in that void, you know? Um, is there a reason to why my sister can eat more but maintain a lower weight? Is it a mental thing? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, usually when someone says that, it's, it's almost always that they're not eating as much as you think they are. You know, I mean, just your sister, so I don't know if you're living with her, so you're seeing everything she's eating, but there's certainly genetic of, of factors sometimes, but more often than not, that's a person who's not seeing everything that's being eaten. You know, we're, we're, we're oblivious to a lot of what we're eating and we're certainly oblivious to a lot of other people are eating, you know? Um, cause, cause like if you see me, if you see me like on a certain night, like you see me going out to eat on a Saturday or Friday night, you're like, geez, how, how do you eat so much? You're so thin, you know? Well, you're not watching me the other seven days of the week. You know what I mean? You're not watching how I'm eating a salad every day for lunch. You're not watching me how I'm eating the same breakfast Monday through fr third Friday, you know? Um, yeah, I can eat a lot and gain. think we're all different. We are all different. I mean, there's a lot of factors, but ultimately, I mean, it really is a calorie thing. But, you know, listen, when I talk about weight mastery, it's always about, um, you know, when... <laughs> Thank you. You're amazing. Um, I appreciate that. Because, uh, again, I'm trying to, like, I, I want to help people... Um, I don't want to lose my train of thought here. Weight mastery, let me just I'm wrap this up real quick, is that weight mastery is really about action and acceptance. You know, So it's not just about losing weight and doing the things to lose weight. There's also an aspect of this process where you have to accept yourself because that's, it's hard to do this these days because think about it. You've, you've been fed your entire life a steady stream of perfection, you know what I mean, in your face, especially women. It's constant, constant, you know what I mean? Like in the modern world, so much media coming at us and we're seeing all these people that are supposed to be perfect. And um, so so even if you get to your goal weight, even if you get to 100 pounds, you're still going to you're still gonna feel probably not necessarily confident. You're still going to feel less than. I, I'm not saying it's to bum you out. I always use the same story. Like I had a program myself in coach that I certified and she was a competitive bodybuilder, got into single digit body fat, which is very hard for a woman. And so um, I said, what was it like? You know, you're about to go on stage, you're in the best shape possible. I'm like, what, what was it like? What was it like to feel so amazing about your body? So I didn't feel amazing about my body. I'm like, I did, but I also recognize all the little imperfections, you know? So that process is relative. So there, there needs to be literal work on accepting and loving your body, you know, as well, because there's no weight, there's no physical reality you're gonna get to where you don't, can't still find something you don't like and feel bad about yourself. Do you know what I mean? You can always do that. That's, that's a dopamine for you. Um, it can always, it's the grass is always greener chemical. And so there's always, no matter what shape you're in, the, the perfect shape you could ever be in, you still can find something about yourself that doesn't compare. 
right? Comparison's the thief of joy. And we live in a society where we're always naturally comparing because we're constantly have people put in front of us that look better than us in some way or another, you know? And so, so that's an aspect of it all. Um, since we're all different, how do you access and ultimately help your clients? Oh yeah, yeah, great, great um, question. So what I do now, and this is a, I've done so many different approaches over the years from, you know, I, I start off with a hypnosis office. I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, like one session at a time. That didn't work. Not with weight anyways. Then I started doing like package things and that started getting better. But then I had to like really learn, like I'll learn like read like 50 books a year. I'm obsessed with this stuff. You know, I, I've just done just like thousands of training videos. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So I always forget what's the best way to help someone. So where I'm at now is my program yourself thin course is structured um, it's an eight-week program. So what happens is the first thing you do is you learn the program yourself then technique, which is a one-minute self-hypnotic programming technique where you program yourself using a redo and rehearsal technique. We'll, we'll just keep it that way. Because you have to be able to program your own subconscious mind. Because I can I can hypnotize people. I can give suggestions. But at the end of the day, you're, you know your own context. That's so important with your behavior because you behave certain ways in certain environments and certain situations. So you need to be able, it, it's the give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person a fish, feed them for a lifetime deal. So once you understand how to influence your subconscious mind, which is what hypnosis is, hypnosis isn't going into a trance. That's just something we use to do the main process of hypnosis, which is influencing your subconscious mind. And so once you understand how to influence your subconscious mind, you kind of get the keys to the kingdom there and you can go to work on that because weight mastering your weight is a forever process. You know what I mean? Like it's, you're always, it's not just like, Oh, here's your plan. Now you just follow this forever. You need to be able to adapt and change and all that. So that's the first part of it. The second part that goes along with that is coming up with your weight mastery blueprint. So this is a workbook I have where you um, figure out your mindset, lifestyle and eating blueprints that are going to allow you to live at your goal weight. And you start it off and you fill it out, but you it's a living document. You tweak and optimize it as you go forward. But it gives you that feeling of structure and certainty about what you're doing. Because right now, it's like I have a lifestyle, a way of eating. I have mindset strategies in a mindset that allows me to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not forcing myself to you know, fight against food. I'm not dealing against hunger. I literally am able to um, you know, be the person I want to be on near autopilot. So there's that part of it. And then finally is the hypnosis sessions where, again, over eight weeks, there's five minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night. And this kind of slowly trains you to teach your, your nervous system to be the nervous system that keeps you the weight you want. Um, and then I shouldn't say finally because the finally is the coaching calls. And so I have coaching calls um, three times a week where I literally work with um, my clients. You know, And that's a huge part of it too. Um, because again, even if you're learning this, you need someone outside of yourself. So that, that's a key part. Um, yeah, my lowest, I still wasn't happy with what I saw. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jill. Um, that's kind of how it is. So, uh, yeah. All right. Everyone. Oh, Hey, from uh, British Columbia. Hello. How you doing? So, yeah. All right. I gotta get out of here, everyone, but, um, I hope you all enjoyed this. If you want to go forward with this, um, go click that link, click that link that is in my bio. And uh, go get that hypnosis session. And then once you get that, you can watch a training. There's a training that goes right on after it. And that is um, three steps to master your weight. So watch that. And then I talk about my program in more detail if you want to, you know, if you're interested in it. And um, there's a special offer I make you there. So um, you can check all those out. Check my YouTube channel, podcast, just program yourself then. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, Jill. I appreciate that. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. And uh, we'll talk soon. Bye.